0: back to the world's longest pressure machine interstitial, the Lonely Town Podcast with Jimmy and Derek.
1: The music hasn't even started playing yet, Jimmy, but we're still going. <laughs> we're still talking. Why didn't they pick us?
0: We weren't in town when they came calling, so we're not on there, but we're going to keep talking about it, and if you like the interstitials, hopefully you'll like this podcast.
1: We've got good good uh, feedback. It's always nice to hear nice things about it, so uh, we appreciate everyone that's been listening and continue to, to listen if you like it. We're open to any and all people that have uh, killers-related stories. So if that's you, feel free to reach out. You can find Jimmy over on the Instagram. Lonely Town Podcast. Lonely Town Podcast. I try to keep up a Facebook page. I Slack sometimes, but I'm there if you need me, dang it. So uh, uh, Lonely Town Podcast uh, Facebook. And if you know us personally, you can send us a text message, or you probably know somebody else that does if you're from the small town of DeFi.
0: Yep. So Derek's phone number is, but uh, no, we won't say that right now. But yeah,
1: that's for the giveaway of the hat. Uh, we're into March, and I still haven't given the hat away yet. I was going to wait and try to get a few more entries, but uh, we will be giving it away. We do got people in the in the hunt, but I just I just uh, haven't got there yet. So don't give up on me. I'm just in a rut.
0: <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about the Pressure Machine album cover.
1: Yeah, I had a few people, especially when the album came out, um, that contacted me that were kind of curious if that was even in Nephi. Uh, we can get into why that might have been a question, or what it was, and you know where it was where it was taken because a lot of people would drive around they couldn't figure it out. Uh, I think we got some answers for that and uh, a little more, I guess, uh, of our thoughts about that whole thing. So
0: the pressure machine cover has three crosses. Um, that are taken through a barbed wire fence with some of the mountains and s- some snow on the mountains in the background. And it pretty much encapsulates the themes that are on pressure machine. I guess one question we can discuss is, is there a better representation of Nephi, probably, uh, especially if we're talking about the time Brandon lived there because these crosses were not there in the in the mid-90s. Yeah,
1: this is part of uh, a Baptist church, which is... Recently, um, well, it's been being. It was built for a while. They, I think, they kind of were just going as they had funds to to uh, build the structure. And as the album alludes, there's a lot of religious implications with Nephi. Uh, The barbed wire town; it's symbolic and it gives people that meaning of it's religious. But uh, the predominant religion in in Utah or in Nephi, especially as we've talked about, is the the LDS uh, Church, the Mormon Church. And the Southern Baptist or the Baptist Church, I'm not sure if it's just a Baptist or Southern Baptist, I apologize for that, isn't a large uh, hold, especially Nephi. Uh, they have a, a good congregation, but this is a fairly new building. However, do you remember where the, uh, the Baptists used to meet, Jimmy?
0: It was on Main Street, right?
1: It was on Ma- Main Street in the old Celebrations Cafe by the Old Mill Park, which uh, had the uh, Salt Creek flow by it. Or underneath it, basically, and was you know uh, walking distance from where Brandon grew up. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know that it was necessarily uh, intentional, but I thought as far as that goes, there was some uh, relationship to the album and to Brandon with this with this church.
0: Yeah, and this church, when you drive through Nephi on I-15, the freeway that goes through. Uh, North South, you pass right by this big Baptist church that's on the east side of the freeway, right next to the freeway, and the crosses are right up close to the fence that lines the freeway. So, the photographer for most of the uh, pictures on Pressure Machine, in the liner notes, and on the album cover, and the um, I guess all the inserts, everything like that, is Wes Johnson, who you can find on Instagram. His uh, handle is Bending the Light. And a few days ago, we're here in March, like Derek said, a few days ago he posted this picture and uh, gave the following commentary on the process or how it came to be. He said, the job was simple, tap the adolescent subconscious of Brandon Flowers. I had already been there a few times, including the day before. But that night it snowed, and though the frigidity, wind, and icy roads all dared me to stay indoors, I could not shake the urge to return to Nephi. After several hours of shooting horses, railroads, and desolate things... (laughs) Desolate
1: things just everywhere. Not, Not desperate things, yes.
0: Desolate things, I felt I had achieved what I set out for, but as I pulled onto the highway, the most striking symbol presented itself. I pulled over and descended the shoulder. As I did, the crosses broke the horizon, making the most iconic triptych in history, Golgotha. At first I set my focus to the crosses, but then one of the lines from the album entered my mind. In this barbed wire town of barbed wire dreams... I refocused and the result is above, which he posted on Instagram, which is just the album cover. It was the reason I returned to Nephi that day. So, you know, that just, hopefully we can have Wes on the podcast at some point in the future, but uh, in his own words, he's, you know, explaining how he was pretty much done for the day shooting in Nephi. And as he drove by, he saw that that was a perfect opportunity, a perfect encapsulation, which obviously was right because it ended up being chosen for the cover to show the um, the barbed wire fence uh, and the crosses and some of the mountains behind Nephi.
1: Yeah, so if you're trying to recreate this photo, which I would strongly advise not to, you'd have to pull over on the shoulder of the freeway and then you'd have to uh, get out of your car and walk down to the actual fence that prevents things from going uh, off of the freeway down the hill. Um, So it would have been not... The easiest shot to get, uh, but a lot of people said, well, where's the barbed wire? They kind of can find the church and things. Uh, But it's actually taken off of the freeway uh, from the shoulder walking down. Uh, Also, I wanted to point out, Jimmy, that the uh, church is very close also to the golf course, which is something that we've uh, talked about, and everyone that's came in for the most part has talked about with Brandon. So uh, I think it does kind of encapsulate. At first, I thought, what's this got to do with Nephi? Or, you know, it just didn't really fit with me uh, when I first saw the cover before I turned the songs or anything. Uh, But now diving deeper into it, I mean, you can make, I guess, connections wherever you want to, but I think it is a a little more symbolic than I thought. It has a little more connections to Brandon. Uh, The weird thing is, if I remember correctly, uh, these were the pictures that Brandon had while he was writing the album for the most part, except for he must have already had some demo or song or version uh, for him to be able to reference the Barbed Wire Town reference uh, I don't know. I'd like to talk to him and get that perspective <laughs> yeah, now because timing, yeah. from what we've heard, Brandon was looking at these pictures, uh, maybe not all of the pictures, but uh, as inspiration of you know photos around Nephi when he was uh, writing the lyrics for the album. And then from what we just heard there from Wes, uh, he took uh, a lyric or some of the songs for inspirations for the pictures. So uh, we have a chicken and an egg here.
0: <laughs> right. Who? Is, which one inspired which one? Yes. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the focus is on the barbed wire, and so it blurs the uh, the crosses in the background in the mountains. I think it's perfectly symbolic of the themes of the album, and it, it was a surprise to me and kind of worried me when I saw it because I thought, oh great, this doesn't represent Nephi to me, and so I, I wondered if it was going to be, you know, negative about religion and about um, you know religion as a cap captivity or you know things like that and there's a little bit of that and you know everyone has their own experience with growing up in nephi and the impact of the religion on the culture but um i think in retrospect now having listened to the album four thousand times couldn't find a better symbolism of the themes of the album
1: yeah and i think it's a universal theme uh with the cross you usually think religion or christianity uh kind of a an interesting thing not necessarily uh you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick at anything or anything, but the yeah, LDS church does not use crosses on its building. Uh, we're not going to get into theology or why or why we think or whatever. But uh, so when I saw that, the first thing I thought was, well, I mean, you know, it, it's not, it doesn't fit the town. Uh, but uh, upon re- retrospect for what they're trying to convey, the message and the symbology for, for everybody. I don't know, is symbology a word, Jimmy, or did I just make that one up? It works. It works. Okay, for the symbolic nature that they were trying to get, I don't think there could have been a better way to get the point across. Even if they would used an LDS building, it looked like an old church building. But I think uh, universally, they nailed it with that. Especially with the barbed wire. Um, we've talked before. It doesn't necessarily paint uh, a rose-colored, picture-perfect version of Nephi, but it also doesn't bury it. I think it's it's the truth. Which you know, uh, with the social media world and everything that we're used to, always sees the positive or the bright side that people want to portray of, of wherever or whatever. I think, uh, Brandon did a pretty good job with showing, uh, Nephi, you know, positively, negatively, and then day to day, which is probably, you know, the truth, which I appreciate.
0: All right. So if you were going to write your own album about your growing up years in Nephi, what would you want on the cover?
1: Well, here's my thing. So there was an alternate, uh, album. It was kind of like a sleeve that came out of, uh, of England, uh, Great Britain. I don't know what to say, UK, anymore to me. I don't know. Just say whatever you want. Across the pond, as they say. Uh, but it was of a demolition derby car that was that was crunched up. Uh, the picture, I don't know if it was in the liner notes, but I know for sure you got it here with the, the deluxe. Was it the deluxe version? It was the,
0: yes, deluxe CD version.
1: So I actually ordered one of these. So I have one of the copies. I don't remember how many were produced, but it wasn't a whole lot. Uh, the reason why that's symbolic to me or, or makes me think Nephi is uh, besides the youth stampede and some of the other things that we've alluded to with Nephi's traditions, the 4th of July, and that kind of thing, uh, come the county fair, there is a huge demolition derby in Nephi, which has been voted the number one derby in the world multiple times now. I haven't checked this year. They come out with different rankings. uh, But there's a a couple cars, like parked somewhere. I don't don't know if it's behind somebody's house or a junkyard. uh, But they're derby cars. You can clearly tell. It's been painted up with numbers and stuff. And to me, that really captures kind of Nephi. Uh, It's not what I had here for all my list, but I like that one. I think it probably was going to be an alternate cover uh, just because they put it on that slide sleeve thing. Uh, I don't know if that was Wes went out the next day and got that picture. It looks like it was snowing here, so I'm guessing it was the same day. Uh, We really do want to have him on to be able to ask him some of these questions. So if you know him, tell him to come on the show. If you don't know him, go on Instagram and tell him to come on the show. Uh, But to me, that, that really symbolizes Nephi. That's one of the bigger events. It's actually uh, more popular than the rodeo nowadays. And everyone gets excited about it. And uh, I've had family members participate. I don't know. To me, that was very iconic of Nephi.
0: Well, now's probably a good time to talk about the time our family car participated.
1: <laughs> Your family car participated.
0: <laughs> so growing up, my family had a station wagon. And we, I spent a, my whole life in that thing. <laughs> And I didn't get it personally to drive when I was in high school, but when I drove, that's pretty much what I drove. And so we had a lot of memories in that car, a lot of memories riding backwards down the freeway, looking at people nervously, awkwardly behind <laughs> us, facing us. At some point, the car was getting... the only life it had left was enough for a demolition derby. So somebody bought it from my family and painted it up and put it in the in the demolition derby. So my family bought tickets that year. I think it's the first time I went one of the first years they had it, as far as I remember, and we all went and watched the the Wags' Last Stand, as I like to call it. Did
1: it? Did it do well? It did okay. I, yeah. Right. It,
0: some of the in some of the early rounds of a demolition derby, there's a lot of times people just like try to keep their car from getting hit, and so they just chase each other around. And nobody, there's not a lot of hitting in the beginning because people are trying to win the money, uh, win the prize. So big, big cash money, thousands of dollars. But I took a video of it, so I have a video of the the, the Wags' last stand, and it's going to be always going to be one of my favorite memories of the of the demolition derby.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely had a lot of, lot of good memories in that car myself. So we talked fondly about it. Uh, but when it comes to things that I associate with Nephi, besides that, um, I have I have a short list here. Uh, I think we've talked about some of them. I don't know that we've talked about all of them. Uh, first thing I have down is the J Hill. I think we've talked about that plenty, but if you're coming uh, to Nephi, if you're going north, or if you're anywhere in town, if you look kind of uh, to the northeast, you'll see a little a little hill. It will have a, the the big uh, letter J on it, and that's for Juab for Juab High School. It's just kind of iconic, and uh, I don't know. It lets you know when you're home, uh, when you're driving back from a long trip or anything. I kind of see that out of the, the horizon, um, and it makes me feel like I'm at home. I agree,
0: and the pictures that. Uh, in the liner notes that I really like, that I would probably pick. They include the the mountains, usually Nebo, which is you know north of the j Hill behind it. When you're in Nephi looking up, and you know one of them is of NRP from the back with uh, Nebo behind it, and there's another one of the from the fairgrounds with the the rodeo arena and the the mountains in the back. And most of the time when I would be golfing and it would be close to sunset. And I would see a pretty scene. It would be, you know, this, the green grass in front of me and the, the pretty sunset in the mountains, uh, you know, either Nebo or the Red Cliffs. And so um, that's what I thought it was a lot of pictures I have. I've taken over the years of just pretty scenes from the from the golf course of of the mountains around Nephi.
1: Yeah, when you talked about the rodeo arena there, uh, one thing that we haven't talked about with you, Stampede is uh, traditionally they'll have a man that skydives in and he has a, a giant American flag behind him. And they're playing uh, Lee Greenwood's proud to be an American. And, uh, you know, the rodeo announcer makes his big decree of, if you're proud to be an American, stand up, Nephi, Utah, you have, <laughs> you know, and he goes on his big thing and, uh, they'll have mil- military members in the arena. Uh, eventually this guy skydives into the arena. The military runs out and grabs the flag. So it's not to, uh, touch the ground and be desecrate, desecrated. And, uh, but it's a cool experience to see. It's very patriotic. Uh, but the other thing is, people will will drive people that aren't going to the rodeo that live in town will drive down to the West Fields, West Hills, West of town, and they'll watch this. I know my parents do. My grandparents have. I have. Uh, when you go out there, you'll see different people just off the road, and and they'll watch this experience. And to me, uh, that's something that comes up uh, with the with the rodeo when it's in town when the stampede's going. I'll see more of those pictures of this big, giant parachute guy coming in with a flag attached to him than I will at the actual rodeo or event. And that's another thing that I don't know. I'm sure this guy makes a living doing it elsewhere, uh, but I don't know anywhere else around here that they do that with the rodeo. It's kind of a tradition that Nephi and the U.S. Stampede have. I know there's other rodeos all around the, the nation and world that probably have their own you know, versions of this. But uh, for me, that's very iconic of Nephi. So if they would have had some sort of a picture of that guy coming in with his, uh, with his parachute, I think that would have been a, a great uh, album cover um, or, you know, for my Nephi album, uh, that would be a great cover. Um, I wrote down an, an LDS church. Uh, we kind of went over it earlier just because the, traditionally they don't have a cross and it would have been, you know, where Brandon attended or anything like that. I think it would have been the same uh, symbolism. You wouldn't have been able to find a barbed wire fence or anything like that. And it might have been a little more controversial with the community if they thought that they were down-talking their specific church or their, their building or anything like that. Uh, so I just had that there. Um, and let's see, my last one is kind of a two-parter. It would either be, be the annex, and we've seen some pictures of the annex on a T-shirt. Uh, that's where Brandon grew up. It's kind of a, an apartment building, but not... I don't know how to describe it. Uh,
0: I think it was originally part of a... It was the annex to a hotel, and now the hotel's gone, but the the that portion that was added on is just now left as an apartment complex An apartment
1: complex and it doesn't really fit in with nephi uh, as far as like the all the neighborhood and and houses around it it's really kind of different or the whitmore mansion and the whitmore mansion is on main street it's a really old uh, house that's been everything from a hospital to hotel to bed and breakfast uh, buffets i'm not even sure what it is now but to me, it's just kind it of a, been a uh, boys' home. To it, it's had many life for my grandmother was actually born in it. What? So uh, that's crazy. And there's some family stories about that, but we we won't get into those here.
0: I think they do haunted tours now. They do haunted
1: it tours. It's always been rumored to be this haunted house. Uh, I've never I've never experienced anything uh, extra creepy there, phenomenal or anything like that. But I haven't spent a whole lot of time there either. But it's just kind of iconic. With Nephi, it stands out on Main Street as this old house. And I thought. You know, it it kind of has a different look that might have been cool to see on an album.
0: Yeah. Um, Another one I thought of was the Old Mill at the Old Mill Park. Um, You know, it's just a cool old thing that with the Salt Creek running through. Um, And I guess the only other thing I was going to mention was as far as other scenes of Nephi that I think uh, represent the town or represent my experience there, that's one of the whole reasons why I I wanted to create an Instagram account was to showcase some of those things. So... Uh, I think that's a good representation of pictures of places in Nephi uh, that I want to continue to add to
1: that show what, what a beautiful place it is and what a great place it is it was to grow up. Well, it said, uh, serving eastern U- or Eastern Jewab County a nice place to live. I think that's the, the tagline from the from the Times News, the newspaper. I also just thought they could have almost recreated the, uh, the, the Sam's Town cover. We've talked about that before. Yeah. But if they would have had the bathing beauties, and uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe them driving in the parade. There's all sorts of things to come from, but that's, that's all I had on my list as far as things that instantly came to mind with Nephi. I mean, obviously, you could do farm equipment. You could do the Gravitron down at the rodeo grounds. Uh,
0: yeah, when I think of um, really cool iconic images from this process or this, that res- resulted from Pressure Machine, I think of the, the Quiet Time music video we've talked about. And the the ending scene, which isn't you know a perfect representation of something that you would you could recreate in person, but um, that shows the the fair and someone standing with their back to it, with the mountains, and it's just would be another cool picture if it was a real a real scene that you could actually recreate. The last thing I wanted to mention was there's uh, was a a post that uh, Wes Johnson put on Instagram back in August when the album came out, August 11th. And he posted a picture with six images and the album cover in the middle. And it includes, in the top left corner is a picture of the album cover crosses, but it's in color. And I think that's the only time I've ever seen that picture in color everywhere else on the album cover. It's in black and white, which I know, I think, you know, was obviously done on purpose to help convey some of the the, uh, the feeling and the themes of, you know, kind of a black and white town, 50s town that Nephi was just a town lost to time without a stoplight. And um, so it was cool to see that in color. There's not a lot of color, but um, it's the only place I've seen it. And um, the only other th- he mentions in the in the caption, he said, the experience of working with Brandon to create these images has been one of the most rewarding in my career. I want to thank him personally. He's a true poet, artist, and the entire Killer's Camp for the opportunity to help create Pressure Machine, which I could not be more proud of. So um, that's cool to hear that, you know, he was able to participate. And I think... The imagery is a a big, important part of um, this CD or album. You know, for me, these pictures definitely add a certain impact to the album.
1: Yeah, definitely. It tells the whole story or helps tell the story of Nephi, uh, not just uh, with the imagination, but I think a visual helps uh, aid in in what is being told there. So uh, I guess, Jimmy, that's another episode down from Lonely Town.